This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, it's... uh. It's actually very nice and peaceful outside. Third Avenue is uh, not much traffic. A uh, million helicopters overhead right now. As I'm looking live at East 56th Street, yeah, that uh, the door that Trump uses, it's not the Fifth Avenue door. He uses the side door. It's the residential door. Got a bunch of cops. There's an ambulance there. Uh, I walked by there last night. There was Secret Service. It actually not uniformed. I mean, they were uniformed. It said Secret Service right on their, right on their bulletproof vest. Secret Service, not very secretive. Um, and actually, you need that. You need that uniform presence. There are a lot of Secret Service or a lot of cops, but it wasn't like there were a million. To be honest, there were like six, six or so on Madison Avenue. That's not the main point. Anyway, look, I'm sure they got it well underhand, well under control. This whole thing obviously is a disgusting farce. It really is. It is so they they pretend they like democracy. They hate democracy. They don't want they want to remove democracy, take it off the table. A democracy would allow us to choose our next president. And I don't think they want that. And they want to take this guy out of the mix uh, because he's a very, very uh, strong threat to the establishment, to the business as usual. I played it on my show. He did some great things as president, but he also, I mean, he was perhaps too upfront about what he was going to do. I loved it. I think the people loved it. I think it needed to be said. But if you look back, this is where, in some ways, there were two moments where Donald Trump doomed his administration. And, oh, by the way, he had no choice. He had to do these things. Number one, he had to win, and he did They'll never forgive him for that, winning in 2016. And then he gets there. One of the first things he does as president is, uh, well, speak to us and make us a great big promise. And I, and he made good on this promise. It's something else he made a mistake on. And they're getting back at him right now. All right, do me a favor. This is from his inauguration. We're waiting for Don- Before we play that, let's just set it up. We're waiting for Donald Trump. He's still in Trump Tower right now. They're going to bring him downtown. He's got to go downtown For the arraignment, technically, I guess, letter of the law, he will be arrested, but the Secret Service will not put him in handcuffs. That seems to be, uh, everybody seems to understand that right now. Why wouldn't they do that? Oh, that's not fair. Of course it is. This whole thing is unfair to Donald Trump, oh, by the way. It's ridiculous. Seven years ago. Oh, his own money. He paid Michael Cohn his own money. Money that he, and he put down legal expenses. Yeah, I think that about covers it. He's a lawyer, legal expenses. Donald Trump didn't steal this money. It's his own money. That's something else that's foreign to the to the swamp. Why don't you take someone else's? Why, why don't you get a big donor to take care of that? <laughs> you have a real issue like that. You t- you get a do- you get some rich friend. He doesn't have to. He's rich. All right. That's what you do. <laughs> you resent that about him, don't you? Anyway, it's kind of cool that he's here in New York. There he is. 
He just walked out. He just walked out. Just a glimpse of him. Just a glimpse. Red tie, dark suit, white shirt, of course. Classic Trump. And he just walked out of the uh, Trump Tower. Hey, ever been there? There's this great bar called 45, and I'm looking at the awning for that bar. I've been there. Yep, he's gone. He went. He left. All right, getting in the motorcade. And now there's all pandemonium. Everyone's freaking out. Uh... Now, by the way, they're accustomed to this. Remember, he was president, that he would come back to New York from time to time. So this is not exactly foreign. This is not exactly unheard of, at least this level of security. I mean, the whole thing, though, is ridiculous and stupid and should not be happening. And they're victimizing him. They're victimizing us. They want to take him out. Okay, the motorcade is on the move. See a police car, an SUV. They're going to be about 15 vehicles in this thing. Oh, it's very impressive. They're pulling out like in formation, one after the next after the next. And now all the t- TV stations are going to the live shot from the helicopter. And it's almost like, yeah, it's like that OJ thing all over again, except it's a black SUV that we're watching. And I don't know which one he's in. I see about seven, eight, and there's an ambulance in the caravan. Have you ever seen a presidential caravan? Oh, and they've got that van in the back that has who knows what in it. It's a black van. Kind of looks like a combination. It's a black ambulance slash hearse for a basketball player. If they were going to put a basketball player in a mausoleum standing up, that's what you would need, a hearse like that. It's kind of a cool-looking yet somewhat ominous-looking building. Okay, so they're going west on 5th. No, they went east on 56th. Can't really tell where they are. They keep, yeah, they're going east on 56th. Nope, they're on 57th now, 57th Street. 57th, going east. Are they going to take the FDR drive down? I mean, that's the way you would go. Quite frankly, that's the way I went when I had to go downtown and meet with the prosecutors. <laughs> that's exactly how I went. I remember it very, very well. Uh, but it wasn't like this. I think we did it late at night, actually. Uh, late in the afternoon. There was some concern about media, but nobody, nobody was tipped off. All right, I'm watching this, and... Uh, Quite frankly, it's a little bit exciting. And you know what? It's a little bit badass. Did you see Trump come back last night? Did you see that? On his own plane? (laughs) A a huge caravan. His own plane. His own tower. Trump Tower. Badass. It's pretty damn cool. And he's coming here to face the music over this ridiculous stuff. They should be so embarrassed. Donald Trump has nothing to be embarrassed about. The judge, the prosecutor... Um, the whole damn system, they should all be, they should be very embarrassed. Yeah, still going, that's 57th Street, right? Are we all watching the same thing? He's going east on 57th Street. It looks like they have closed the traffic. They, they've closed all traffic. Wow. It's about a four-mile trip downtown, and here it comes. Oh, one of the things, yeah, here, here comes the presidential car. There's a lead car. Everybody's got lights and sirens on. A lead Unmarked car, followed by a police car, followed by SUV 1, SUV 2, SUV 3, all black. And then that funny black ambulance slash hearse thing I was telling you about. And now they're making a what appears to be a left. I'm a little bit confused on the geography right now. Yep, they're going up First Avenue, I believe. Is that First Avenue? No. Oh, brother, I can't figure out where they are. 
Ah, yeah. Okay, sure. They're right by, uh, yep, I was right. First Avenue, and they're right under the, uh, approaching the Queensboro Bridge. No, that would be York Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. York Avenue, and they're going to get on the FDR. Yep. They're at York Avenue, and they're about to take a right onto the FDR. That's the way I would go, by the way. Remember there used to be a gas station right there? There used to be. Do we want to, uh, hey, do we have uh, our own chopper up? Can we talk to the chopper? No. The, WABC doesn't have a helicopter? Um, hey, pretty soon those helicopters are going to go away. Uh, we're all going to, we, all we need is drones now. All we need is drones. Where is Gnome? Oh, Gnome Layton is down at the courthouse? He's standing by? All right, let's talk to him. Yep, I was right. They're coming on to the FDR. Did they close the entire FDR drive? Huh? Uh, that seems a little excessive. Maybe they could have done this at 7 in the morning. Hey, they shouldn't be doing this at all. This whole damn thing is a disgrace. It's phony. They just have to stop Trump. And like I pointed out on my Newsmax show, they can't beat him fair and square. They can't. I don't believe it. He received more votes than any sitting president. You think he was beaten by Joe Biden? I have my doubts. I have my strong doubts. What do they say? He got 85 million. Give me a break. No way. Joe Biden. He's leading in the polls. He's beating Ron DeSantis now by like 30 points. He turned out to be a bit of a flash in the pan. It doesn't look like the entire FDR drive is closed. They, there's northbound traffic, uh, but they're not letting anybody into their little caravan. I mean, they've got a block, so they're, it's just the Trump team going south. On the FDR. Can you believe this is happening? The 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, the most popular, the most exceptional, the most interesting, the most committed, the most qualified, absolutely qualified, totally qualified, and in some ways, um, very traditional, very, very traditional. All right, Noam is downtown. Noam Layton, our news director, slash anchor, slash a lot of things. Gnome, uh, where are you? How are you, pal? I'm doing just great. I am a block or two from the courthouse that Donald Trump is making his way to right now. Okay, please tell me no one's breaking each other's heads. It's all peaceful down there, right? You know, actually, there's been one or two scuffles, but I would say they were, you know, they were broken up right away. There's police officers just like every two feet who are trying to keep the two sides separate. Uh, there's, you know, an anti-Trump side on one side of the barricade, on one side of the street, the other side uh, pro-Trump. And then uh, in between, the traffic is open, which is sort of interesting. And so there's these huge uh, trucks, uh, pickup trucks with gigantic yeah. Trump 2024 flags <laughs> flying down the street. And when they do, you can imagine they get a collective boo from one side and collective screams of 2024 go Trump from the other side. All right. So, look, uh, heads up. He's uh, he's coming your way. He's on the FDR right now. It looks like he's just past 34th Street, just passing 34th Street on the FDR southbound. So uh, he'll be there pretty soon. How many people would you estimate on the on the on the Trump team, the pro Trump people and the how many people are on the anti Trump pe- uh, team? I can give you a sense. So I was in two places. I was at uh, Collect Pond Park where Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene was speaking earlier. And um, there, there was probably between the two sides. They had them separated by a barricade, yeah. but only by like 10 feet. So How they many? Can touch each other. I would say maybe four or 500 on each side at most. A thousand people or so, huh? 
Yeah, I was, right. you know, honestly, it was hard to tell because there were so many journalists mixed in, so you had to sort of figure out who was a journalist, <laughs> and not not hard to figure out. But they, were, but then, and everybody else was protesting. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I am watching her on TV right now with a bullhorn. This is from earlier, saying stuff, and it's her constitutional right. Absolutely, you know, you can protest. You can protest legally. I, I, so many people are so skittish about it. Uh, all right, I'm looking at him. He's passing 14th Street now. This very cool uh, motorcade. I, I think presidential motorcades. Post-presidential motorcades are amazing. My first one I ever saw was on 57th Street. George H.W. Bush came driving by, and it was like, damn, it looks like it's really cool to be the boss. Um, All right, so where you are, they're going to bring them in. You know anything else about what's going to – hey, have we seen the indictment? They're supposed to put it out by now, or do we have to wait a little bit? What's up? Well, so, okay, there was something put out by a reporter from Yahoo claimed that he had gotten a hold of the indictment. And it looked legitimate from what I could tell, but we'll wait until the DA sends it out. He's going to email it to the press. They'll put it out online. And the thought is it'll happen right about the time that he walks into the courtroom. Now, Noam, I know you're, uh, you know, you're, you're all about the facts and you do such a great job. I'm just going to make a couple of observations here. You know, you got Stormy Daniels. What's more important right now? Stormy Daniels or our loss in Afghanistan, huh? What's more important right now? Uh, Michael Cohen and his story that he keeps changing? Or the fact that we have no border, no border whatsoever. What's more important, a check that Donald Trump wrote his own money to his own lawyer, right? we got to get to the bottom of that. I think we already have. Is that more important than the China balloon that just ran through our country? No questions asked. <laughs> we uh, we didn't shoot it down until it got safely over outside of America. Oh, boy. All right. But, Noam, that's me. That's just me. That's just how I feel. Um, what's going to, go ahead. Uh, I was going to tell you one interesting thing that I have noticed is I've covered a lot of these protests over the years. I was at, uh, I was a regular at Zuccotti park when they did occupy wall street. I, you start to get to know these protesters when you cover them after a while. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that most of the protesters that I've seen today on the left are people that I recognize from Zuccotti park all those years ago, almost like professional protesters, whereas, the Trump supporters, a fair amount of the ones that we've spoken to this morning, are people who say, I've never been to a protest before, but I'm so angry about this that I decided to show up today. Oh, I, I understand how they feel. Hey, by the way, he just passed the um, he just went under the Williamsburg Bridge on the FDR southbound. So he's very close. I'll be there in about five minutes or so. Uh, all right. So, Noam, sounds like it's under control there we got to take a quick break. Uh, Noam, I'll be back with you and Donald Trump on his way to get arrested. It is, it's a sad day. It's a stupid day. This should not be happening. Our whole damn system is broken. This is, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's somewhat funny, believe it or not. I'm seeing the humor in some of this stuff. You gotta sometimes. They cannot stop him. This will not stop him. They are so foolish. They are. I believe God is at work here. Okay, and I think I think we're in God's hands. And so is Donald Trump. And this is all going to be great. It's painful. We got to do our work, of course, but it's all going to be great. I'll be right back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details.
Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, he got there. Donald Trump is inside the Manhattan Criminal Court building. That caravan uh, came to a stop right outside. Uh, all the doors opened. All the Secret Service guys got out. A bunch of Secret Service guys were already there. You know, they they, they kind of like come around and shroud his vehicle and make sure everything's all right. Then one guy opens the door when they get the signal. And Donald Trump comes out. He waves to the crowd. He waves. And uh, it was about maybe a 20-second walk that he had. He had to turn his back to the camera, uh, walk down the street a little bit, make a left, and then go inside. And that's it. You know, it's kind of cool. You, you, that, that hair he's got. I mean, he just stands out. You can see him. It's like it's it's this beacon, and you see him the entire time. Uh, do me, I'm curious. I could not hear the crowd. Let me get to Gnome one more time. If people were t- Hey, Gnome, did you see him? He got there safe and sound. He's inside right now. He uh, he waved to the crowd. Uh, did they? What were they cheering? Were they booing? Oh, a little mix of both. What did you hear? I, I think what's happening here is all of a sudden this place has gotten locked down in the last five minutes. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it, but there's the buzz of four helicopters overhead the courthouse. So it's gotten very loud here. So you can't really hear because there's just so much noise, people talking, but. I think most of the people here don't even realize that he's in the courthouse already. Well, that's interesting, yeah, because it's in a little, uh, it's like a side street of some kind, and it's not that first. What what, what what's it called? Fulton Place, uh, what, Center Street? Is it on? It's on it's, Center Street, right? It is on Center Street, but he has gone in a different yeah. entrance, and um, I'm surprised uh, to hear that you could see him waving because we had been told that he was going to bring be brought to a very secure location where there'd be tents up where you would not be able to see him at all. But maybe he made the decision that he wanted to be seen. I don't know. I mean, look, it looked pretty secure. I, the, I saw the chief of the police department, like standing about 20 feet away. Uh, so, you know, they, a lot of guys with guns, I think everybody there except the camera was, you know, good guys with guns, but he waved and uh, he's inside right now. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, people were telling me, and I heard it along the way on Twitter, like this is going to help Trump. People are saying this is now he's the the nominee for sure. I didn't quite accept that. I was worried. I thought that this jeopardized him somehow. Not that I wanted it to, but I was. But seeing this spectacle, seeing this this hideous display, and seeing the badassery—I hate that word—but it's. That badass component just arriving in style like a gangster. It was awesome. It's awesome. He's going to win again. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, I think a lot of candidates are going to sign up to get arrested. <laughs> that was so cool. I'm telling you, he's going to beat this phony case. The judge is going to be embarrassed. The prosecutors are going to be humiliated. Joe Takapina, you are right. You are going to humiliate these people. You are going to win. Statute of limitations. If this, if this judge, if he can look himself in the mirror, can he look himself in? Does he want to look himself in the mirror? You know, the judge, justice is supposed to be blind, right? Are they really going to, they really going to go through with this? Wouldn't that be something if the judge just get, said, get lost, this is finished <laughs> uh, a day from now? Hey, it's happened before. It has happened before on a big case. Not this big, but pretty damn big. Who remembers Dominique Strauss-Kahn, DSK? 
That was a huge story back in 2011, 2011. He was the head of the International Monetary Fund. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think we knew who DSK was before then. A lot of people don't follow the IMF on a daily basis, but it was, uh, it's a very important group and he was the head of it and he was basically waiting in the wings to become the next president of France. And he was accused of sexual misconduct by a maid at that hotel. What was the name of that hotel, uh, in the forties? Uh, the Aspen, the, I'll think about it. The Sopatel, the Sopatel. And what was her name? Nafastafo Diallo, I think, not something like that. And she accused him of uh, attacking her. Uh, and then her story totally fell apart. But you know what? They arrested him. They perp-walked him. He had to go see the judge. Uh, cameras were in the courtroom. I remember Benjamin Braffman was his lawyer. And um, it looked pretty damn grim. And house arrest. And uh, guess what? The case fell apart. I remember I was eating dinner with my uh, my mother and father in Battery Park City, and I just happened to glance at my phone. I couldn't believe it. Prosecutors say the DSK case uh, cannot hold, plan to withdraw uh, their charges. It's uh, it's amazing. And he walked free. Uh, what, but do you know that old adage? Where does he get his reputation back? Where do you get my – how do I get my reputation back? Do you remember that line? Raymond Donovan, Secretary of the Interior under Ronald Reagan, they came after him politically motivated hit job. I think he was prosecuted in the Bronx of all places and uh, found not guilty. And right after the guilt, not guilty verdict, he goes uh, and says very unfair venue, by the way, this is Donald Trump with some areas that voted 1% Republican. This case should be moved to nearby Staten Island would be very fair. They want to move it to Staten Island, which would be very fair. You know, it's interesting. Donald Trump won every County in New York state, in the 2016 primary, except one, his own, <laughs> Manhattan. This is the one county where he did not win the Republican uh, majority. He did not win uh, Ted Cruz. They voted for Ted Cruz. I mean, he won the he won the primary. He won the contest. But this is the one county, New York County, Manhattan, that went for Ted Cruz, not Donald Trump. So um, they got to find another venue. It's the whole thing. You know what I what really bothers me. That for the next three months, four months, five months, we're going to be surrounded by these legal people on television talking about the details, the nitnoid details of the case. Instead of just coming up and saying, this is all a sham to take out the most beloved figure in American politics, or at least the most controversial, beloved by his supporters. When's the last time people were as enthusiastic about a president like this? I know he's got his detractors, right? But half the country loves the guy. When is the last time we had this kind of um, enthusiasm? And it's getting even more intense. It really is. And seeing this, I just heard some commentator, this is must be the worst day in his life. You know what? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I hope that Donald Trump right now, and I'm sure he does, but I hope, can't get inside his head. I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks. I do talk to him from time to time. But I hope he feels the love of his family, of his sons, his daughters, his wife, his cousins, his aunts and uncles, nieces and nephews, uh, everybody in the Trump family, his friends, his neighbors, business associates, voters, supporters, 
total strangers, and most of all, God. I hope he feels that. I hope he feels that. Because I, I can see it. I can feel it watching this. It's funny. This was all designed to make him look bad. You know what it's making him look like? It's making him look like an emperor. <laughs> it's making him look like a champion all over again to go. And he's going to, so he's going to go. He'll be there about 15 minutes, get out, go to uh, get on his own plane and go to Mar-a-Lago tonight and address the nation. Hey, where's Joe Biden? Hey, whatever happened to that guy, uh, Joe Biden? <laughs> what the hell is he doing today? Who cares? Who cares? Joe Biden. Hey, I'm looking at that weirdo, uh, Trey Gowdy on TV, uh, ex-congressman from South Carolina. Hey, who knew he was such a rhino? He was very good on Benghazi. But all morning long, he's like, I can't believe he wrote a check to a porn star. Well, number one, he didn't do that. Uh, number two, he didn't hook up with her. But number three, <laughs> we don't care. We don't. All right? We have been fooled by people pretending to be Christians for too long. George W. Bush. Oh, yeah, he he knew that talk. He knew how to, right? He knew how to talk about th- that in a certain way that would appeal to certain people. But when it came down to it, when he had real power, what did he do? What did he do for the right to lifers? He phoned it in, literally phoned it in, picked up the phone. That March for Life rally, he picked up the phone, conservatives. You know, that was just a, a means to an end. What did he stand for? Invades the wrong country. No weapons of mass destruction. No apology. No guilty conscience. Anyway, that's a little bit. So the whole thing is uh, ludicrous. And, um, oh, yeah, so I don't care. I don't care about Stormy Daniels. And we're done. We're not we're, we're not shocked. Everybody has had things. I've got things. You've got things. Most people don't run run their lives as if they're going to run for office someday. Except the jerks who run for office someday. They're not all jerks, of course. But you know what I mean. You remember it in school. People who joined all the right clubs to get into this college, that college, right? The people, you know, apple polishers, right? Those types. He didn't have, he didn't live his life thinking that he that yeah. You know, what are politicians? They're phony. They gotta tell they tell people what they want to hear in the moment. They really don't stand for anything. This is another way he he totally fouled up their system. Oh, so I mentioned this in the uh, first block about what sabotaged his presidency. Almost as much as the Democrats. And now, by the way, I think this is one of the most beautiful things he ever said. One of the most beautiful things he ever heard. But it's on Inauguration Day, January 20th of 2020, uh, 2017. And at this point, the swamp was already at war with him. But after he said this, it was total war. Cut 16, please. Cut 16. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. And while they celebrated in our nation's capital, 
There was little to celebrate for struggling families all across our land. That all changes starting right here and right now. Damn. Is that good or what? It's <laughs> but this if you're sitting there, you're Nancy Pelosi, you're Chuck Schumer, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna like you can't you can't have this guy around. You can't have this guy around. Did you see my show last night, the Rambo uh, clip? So you remember Sylvester Stallone, American citizen, wants to walk through some jerkwater town. He's allowed to. He's a Vietnam veteran. He's a Vietnam. He's served his country. Hey, who cares? He's a citizen. And that dirty cop, Brian Dennehy. So in this dirty cop offers Sylvester Stallone a ride because he wants to really just make him leave town. But he pretends he's all friendly. So Stallone is in the car. It's it's in Rambo, the first Rambo movie. It's called First Blood. And in this clip, Brian Dennehy is the swamp. He represents the swamp. And Stallone represents Trump, okay? (laughs) And I hope it makes sense to you as as much as it did to me. All right, so you set the scene. He shows up early in the movie, Stallone. uh, They don't like the looks of him, so they ask him to get in the police car. He says, oh, I'll give you a lift. I'm going in that direction. And a conversation ensues. Cut 21, please. Cut 21. You got some place I can eat around here? There's a diner about 30 miles up the highway. Is there any law against me getting something here? Yeah, me. Why are you pushing me? What did you say? So why are you pushing me? I haven't done anything to you. First of all, you don't ask the questions around here. I do. You understand? Secondly, we don't want guys like you in this town. Drifters. First thing you know, we got a whole bunch of guys like you in this town. That's why. You get it? We don't want guys like you in this town. Drifters. People who come and go. I know it's not perfect, but it's like the swamp. They don't want outsiders. They don't want people who run for uh, office, serve, and then leave. They want a full-time ruling class, a permanent ruling class. Anyway, that was Denny. Hey, I'm looking inside the courtroom right now. Inside, I'm sorry, the there's a hallway in the Manhattan Criminal Court, and there's a live look. I think we're about to see the president walk down the hall. Is that what's going to happen? I'm told he's being processed inside. He's being processed. Oh, jeez. Hey, I almost hope he gets a mugshot because I've been looking it up. There are some amazing people who have been arrested. <laughs> okay, totally amazing. And they've got great mugshots, and it didn't hurt their career. Frank Sinatra, um, Bill Gates, uh, Elvis Presley, okay, b- before they were famous or just as they were becoming famous. Justin Bieber busted. With a with a mugshot, so I, I I don't know. I've conflicting reports about whether he's going to be uh, uh, mugshotted. Now, if they do, you know what I'm going to do. I think all of us should do. Take a mugshot of yourself. Take a mugshot of yourself and make that your uh, your social media thing. We'll see what happens. But I think there's something to do with this mugshot. Are they going to fingerprint him? Fingerprint him. Fingerprint him. What are they? Ever t- <laughs> uh, I'm kind of loving the way this turns out. I kind of I'm kind of loving it. 
Uh, now on Fox, they're wringing their hands. Well, now he won't be able to campaign for president because he'll be consumed with this case and the details. Well, number one, the case is totally phony. It is. Hey, here's something, though. He has a new attorney. Joe Takapina is still on the case, and I love that guy. But he's got a new attorney named Blanche, Todd Blanche. This guy's a heavyweight, former assistant U.S. attorney, litigator, white-collar criminal stuff that he's done, and he's good. But get this. It looks like to me, from what I'm seeing here, to take this job of representing Trump, he had to resign from his law firm. He was in a major law firm, Cadwallader. It's one of the big ones. And he writes a letter, an email to all of his colleagues saying, listen, I have to take this is a big opportunity. I got to take it. And obviously, you know, I know I have to resign from the firm. So he resigns from the firm. How does that work? Because they have so toxified Donald Trump unfairly. Oh, by the way, right. That, you know, corporate America, they can't touch him. Big, big law firms. They can't touch him. Big media. They can't touch him. Right. He's poison. He's a he's an insurrectionist. He's all those things, all those lies they've been telling about him. All those lies. Uh, Jacqueline in Brooklyn, welcome back. Hi, Greg. Thank you so much. You know, um, with regard to the clip that you just played of President Trump and everything that he stated, calling out the swamp for what they exactly are, that is so related to what I'm about to share with you. Um, In my opinion, this whole thing is just another example of the enemy coming against us. Other people refer to the enemy as a devil. I don't like to use the D word. Um, But for those who are Catholic, this is the last of the 40 days of Lent. And that time commemorates the time that Jesus spent in the desert when he was tempted by the devil while he was waiting to be tried and crucified. Now, I'm not putting President Trump on a pedestal anywhere near that of Jesus, But you have to admit, there are a lot of similarities. And in the Book of Wisdom, there are a couple of excerpts and some words that so accurately describe what is happening to President Trump and what has been happening over the past six years since he announced his candidacy for the presidency. Um, The wicked were talking amongst themselves Uh of how obnoxious Jesus was to them uh, because he reproached them for their transgressions of the law. Very similar to what President Trump has been doing with the swamp. I love it. They they viewed Jesus as a hardship, um, and they wanted to put him to the test. Yep which is exactly what they're doing with President Trump. How many tests, though? He's been through so many tests, but I well, understand totally. I, I don't know. I think you're right. And you know what? Of course, Jesus' life, you know, the stuff that he's went through, and we can apply it in small measure to our own and certainly to Donald Trump's. I love what you just said. Totally. Yeah, right. Jacqueline, uh, I could, we, we could turn this into the hour of power, but I got to go. But I really loved it. All right, Jacqueline? Thank you, Greg. You bet. You bet. And I do have to take a quick break. And it looks to me like, uh, all right, we've got a bunch of uh, court officers standing around. They're all fidgety. They're all nervous. And by the way, most of these guys, I mean, let's face it, law enforcement, 99.9% of them are for Trump. Um, so this has got to make them feel pretty weird, you know. And I'm sure they're giving him the thumbs up and encouraging him. And I think these people are loyal to Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg. Well, wait a second. He's the elected district attorney. He's the people's prosecutor. No, he is not. 
He is a George Soros-installed revolutionary, and he's dangerous. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So um, not much has happened. He's inside. <laughs> I mean, I think he's benefiting politically exponentially, exponentially. You know who came on the scene yesterday? Asa Hutchinson. He wants to be the president. Ace, you, listen to this guy. This, you can just tell um, he doesn't have what it takes. Do you know? Does anybody know who Asa Hutchinson is? Diego, do you have any idea who Asa Hutchinson is? Uh, Arkansas, something, something. Ooh, not bad, our- not bad. Damn, you didn't prove my point. Um, all right, so you heard something Arkansas. Well, okay. Uh, but here he is. Are you impressed, everybody? Cut 24. When I spoke to you earlier this year, you said you were thinking about running for president. Have you made a decision? Are you running? I have made a decision, and my decision is I'm going to run for president of the United States. While the formal announcement will be later in April in Bentonville, Oh, did I play uh, this I yesterday? Clear that to you, Jonathan, yeah. Yeah. Oh, skip running. it. Skip it. All right, skip it. I forgot about that. But then he's, he comes out and he says, I'm not going to back Trump. I'm not backing Trump, and Trump should drop out. Just like Max thinks. Max, what the hell? You're Usually you're a reasonable guy. I got a little note here that you think this is a problem. Max. Max in Manhattan. Max in Manhattan. You're probably one of those guys who voted for Ted Cruz. Not really. Maybe I voted for Max in Manhattan. Well, Kelly. good talking to you, man. Uh, Mary in Bud Lake. Hello? Hello. Yes. Hi. Listen, I have a very old Irish prayer that uh, we always said at the end of our rosaries. All right, I hit it because I'm running out of time. Okay. Adorable Lord dying on the gallows tree, save us. O Holy Cross of Christ, see us safe through. O Holy Cross of Christ, ward off from us all things that are evil. O Holy Cross of Christ, ward off from us all sharp, repeating words. O Holy Cross of Christ, guide us the right way to happiness. O Holy Cross of Christ, see us safe through. O Holy Cross of Christ, lead us to life everlasting. Amen. Very beautiful. Very beautiful, Mary. But I don't know. That Asa Hutchinson has some good ideas. (laughs) Asa Hutchinson. Unbelievable. Pathetic, pathetic. It's... uh, he said he, he he wants to run for president, and then they spent the next 14 minutes talking about Trump. It's all him all the time. It's kind of like he's president all over again. The nerve of these people. But their corruption is being revealed every step of the way. Every step of the way. We're seeing it. 
What's his name is just a stooge, potentially. Alvin Bragg. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, nothing has happened. Nothing has happened in a couple of minutes here. Uh, let's see here. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yep, uh, I guess he's being whatever. He's in a holding room. Who knows what the hell's going on? They haven't seen the judge yet. We're looking at a bunch of cameras pointing down a hallway. We've seen that hallway a million times. Uh, that's where they put the cameras during uh, trials and whatnot. High-level people have been paraded through there. It's not quite a perp walk. It's not technically a perp walk, but it's pretty damn close. And um, I've got some guards there just standing by. I sense a little bit of attitude from some of these people. I'm just sensing a little bit of attitude. I don't know. Some people are uh, like a celebratory nature to this. Oh, we got him. We got him. We got him. You don't got him. You don't got him. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't contain this guy. You think you can be? You think Alvin Bragg? No. Even George Soros, no, no, I don't think so, no. Uh, let's see. Remember this. This is the biggest fake news talking point, all right? They're going to be hitting this and hitting this and hitting this. It comes up all the time that the charge against Trump is something they've done a million times before. They haven't, but they love pretending. Cut 22, please. Cut 22. What this investigation may end up being is about the uh, essentially the falsifying business records, which, by the way, uh, this prosecutor has brought over 60, this one and the previous one brought over 60 times over the last four years. This is not an unusual crime to charge somebody oh, no. with in the Manhattan oh, no. District Attorney's Office. Oh, no. We have over oh, oh. 60 instances. Oh, That's totally not true. And listen to Robert Costello. You can charge somebody with falsifying records if it's to defraud somebody, if it's designed to take money from them or conceal a theft. This is, again, Donald Trump's own money. And I hate talking about the legal aspect of this because that's what they want us to do. And they don't want us talking about our loss in Afghanistan or the unnecessary war in Ukraine that would not be taking place if Donald Trump were still in office. Or the $1 million that we know Hunter Biden split with his girlfriend, the his ex-sister-in-law, uh, with his uncle James, and most likely Joe Biden himself, we know it's a million dollars at least from the House Oversight Committee, and that's just a sliver, sliver. They're going deeper. They're going further. But we know that. What else? The China balloon. No one's talking about that anymore. Hey, the Keystone Pipeline, our banks collapsing left and right, gas prices, what we went through, all of that stuff. Hey, Joe Biden's decline, his dementia. They want us not talking about any of this. But this stuff. And meanwhile, behind the scenes, they'll be rigging the next election. <laughs> but regarding the um, that they'd done this before, listen to Robert Costello, the voice of reason. They should have listened to him. Cut 23. That's a ridiculous statement because what they're doing here is taking an alleged misdemeanor violation of federal law, trying to make it a misdemeanor violation of state law, and then tying it to another alleged crime in order to make it a felony. All right. All right. I don't know exactly what that means, but it's impressive. Okay. Again, I don't want to make this, you know, it's going to be the, it's going to be like the OJ Simpson case. And we're going to be talking about the bloody glove and DNA and all this stuff. It's irrelevant. The whole damn thing is a sham. Um, 
I wasn't done with Asa Hutchinson. There's another clip. I don't think we got to this yesterday. Cut 27, please. Cut 27. The process has got to work, and we've got to have respect for our criminal justice system, but also for the Office of Presidency. (laughs) And this is why he says Trump should get out. That's why he should stay in, pal. That's why he should stay in. Cut 28. Do you trust this process in New York? Do you think he can get a a fair trial, a fair hearing in New York? Well, the important thing is that the grand jury found probable cause. And that's the standard for any criminal charges in our society. And then the presumption of innocence follows you. And then there's a trial and uh, the determination of guilt or innocence. That's the American system. Sounds like one of those corrupt uh, southern sheriffs from the 1950s, right? Finding a way to lock up black people. Well, that's the way the system works, Asa. You ain't going to be president that much, that much. We call You can't bank on much, but you can bank on that, all right? Asa, uh, we're still looking at this hallway. Lots of cops, court officers just standing around. At one point, it looked like it was about to come. Then everything slowed down again. Um, let's see here. Hey, let's listen to Joe, Joe Tecapina, for a moment. Cut one. Since the indictment, most people get indicted. Um, and if they happen to be running for an office or something, that's sort of the end of their, their run and most likely their political career. Donald Trump gets indicted, and his numbers go through the roof. He's raising more money um, than he had before. And that's simply because his, you know, his, his base, um, they are now fully aware that everything he was saying about the justice system being weaponized against him, about his political opponents taking action through the justice system, um, is coming to fruition. It's a, it's a real thing, and it's really happening. And that's what's scary. And so I think you're seeing the byproduct of that, the result of that. It may have backfired on them. Maybe they thought this was going to kneecap Donald Trump, but... You know, quite to the contrary. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. That's what's happening. You know, he wasn't imagining this stuff. He wasn't imagining that people were out to get him, that the swamp was out to get him and that it had no merit. Russia, 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 the first impeachment, all that stuff. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Nancy Pelosi says that this is a Donald Trump will have the opportunity to prove his innocence. One of the most boneheaded tweets in uh, Twitter history. You don't prove your innocence in America. You are innocent. Okay? You come innocent. The state has to prove your guilt. And Nancy Pelosi, you know how she got that job, by the way? You know how she got that job? Yeah, I thought that they all voted for the speaker. They've The, the richest person in the room gets it. The richest person becomes the speaker. Think she knows anything about legislation? You think she's smart? No. And who gave her that money? Paul Pelosi. And who knows who the hell else gave that money? All right. Uh, he better not be wearing handcuffs. He better not be wearing handcuffs. I tell you what, if he comes down that hallway wearing handcuffs, I hope these reports are true, that they worked it out that he will not be wearing those. But at this time, hey, you're hearing a lot of talk about how you can't attack the justice system. You can't attack the judiciary. Why the freaking hell not? Why not? I can attack my congressman. I can criticize my congressman. I can criticize a president. I can't criticize a judge. Where does it say that? Where is that written? I I don't I don't I don't understand that. Mm, let's try uh, Francis as we wait for the appearance of Donald Trump. Francis in 
the Huntington area. Hello. Are you there? Oh, what are you? What's going on? What's up? What's up? This is Charlie Brown territory. I can't hear you. Speak. Are you there? Is he okay? Man, is he being mugged or something like that? Seriously. All right. I hope he's all right. Uh, let's try uh, Robert in Suffolk. Hi. Hi, Greg. Thanks. Do you remember seeing the movie Jesus Christ Superstar? Yeah, when I was like four years old, I don't really remember it. Oh, you got to see it again because there are so many lines you can use to take from that movie, which say all the things that we are talking about, about Donald Trump, about how the ordinary people are going to get crushed, about how Jesus, but well, I wouldn't equate him with Trump, but let's say how Trump is going to be destroyed by the powers that be. You got to see it, and you will have so much material from that. Well, um, is it? I, I never knew about that movie. Is it uh, like a good movie for Christians, or is it a mockery? I never knew. I don't remember. You're saying it's, no, it's no. good? It's good? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Every year, I love seeing that movie. Jesus Christ, superstar, right? That's how it goes. Who, right? Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Robert. Um, all right. Let's get the show on the road. It's 2.15. This is the time they told us the arraignment would happen. Hey, technically speaking, what is an arraignment? You know, we throw around these terms a lot, indictment and arraignment. Um, what is that? <laughs> I kind of I know what it means, but what does it does it? Can we get Judge Weinberg, please? I just want to make sure that we are using these terms properly. An arraignment, I do believe, is when you are formally presented the charges against you. And uh, ah, good, the judge is here. Um, and then the indictment is when they determine that they want to bring those charges against you, and then they have to notify you, and like. I guess it becomes all official again in the um, in the arraignment. Judge Weinberg, Richard Weinberg, welcome back. How are you? It's all right. Right in there. You don't need those. It's an honor and privilege to be here. How are you? Judge, uh, thank you. Listen, we do throw around these terms, and I kind of know what they mean. But technically speaking, today is an arraignment, right? Correct. And I kind of know what that is, where you go, the defendant is presented before the judge, and they tell, well, what is the definition of an arraignment? An arraignment is you're brought before the judge. In this case, it's a state Supreme Court justice. They uh, they tell him the charges against him. The first thing that happens is an application by the assistant district attorney or the district attorney who's ever in the courtroom to unseal the indictment because the indictment is sealed until it's unsealed by a Supreme Court justice. All right, they so unseal they unseal it. it. They unseal it. It's now an open document. Then... What happens Has is, the judge seen the indictment at this point? No. So the judge, the, the judge no, is going to look at it for the first time. That's correct. And it's like these. This can be thirty pages. Is he no. reading it right now? Is he reading it? Does well, he have to read it in open court? Well, that's that's the right question, Greg. Because what happens is, generally, the defense counsel will say, uh, "We waive the reading of the indictment. You have a, a right to have the indictment read to you." But generally, defense lawyers will say, "I waive the reading of the indictment, and we enter a plea of not guilty." That's generally what happens. However, if you want to bust the chops of, of the, the prosecution yes. and, and of the court, uh-huh. 
you have a right to have the whole indictment read. And I then, would definitely sign up for that if I were right, Donald Trump. Right. And one of the one of the virtues of having the indictment read in a case where you have repetitious charges, it all springs out of the same transaction, occurrence, and events. In other words, every check is a separate count of the indictment, for example. All right. And you have 34 of these. So why do this? Wait, okay. So tell me what an indictment is. It's merely a, it's a, it's a piece of paper. It's an accusation. It's, and there's a, any prosecutor, prosecutor's always faced with a defense lawyer who'll say in summation, and that it's merely a piece of paper. It's merely an accusation. It's the charges leveled against the, the defendant. It says that a crime was committed and this particular defendant committed the, that crime. Now, in arraignment, are the, the indictment will be unsealed. Yes. It won't necessarily include the charges, though, right? No, you, it will. It will? Uh, every count. Every, each individual crime has a separate count. You can't have two crimes in one count indictment. By so, the way, I'm privileged to have you here to talk about these and get these questions answered. But part of me going forward, I mean, I think this is what the left wants. They want us to obsess about the legal details of this case and ignore the larger picture that the entire case, the entire system is now broken and they have used it for political ends. This is a purely political. Uh, this is a persecution, not a prosecution. This is a persecution. Okay. My, my humble uh, legal opinion, based on what I've read in newspapers, because I haven't seen the indictment, obviously. But if all they have is what they've identified in the uh, in the newspaper articles, a so-called false filing. First question is, where was the filing? If this is merely an internal bookkeeping mechanism in the Trump organization, and Trump didn't know about it or he had no intent to deceive and, and who was defrauded, who was hurt. That's a basis to throw it out. Yeah. If there's a, if it's merely a misdemeanor that they try to bootstrap into a felony, well, what's the crime that's either being concealed or perpetrated to make it a felony? And if there's no such thing that's real, if it's campaign finance, what is the local DA doing prosecuting on a campaign finance? I'll tell you what he's doing. He's carrying out orders. This is a, a guy who got a million dollars initially from George Soros, and then they cut it down to a half million. I do believe that Bragg has been possibly strong-armed here. Hey, by the way, Bragg said horrible things about Trump during the campaign, his campaign for district attorney, and so did his wife. His wife has been tweeting horrible things about Donald Trump and saying, you know, my husband's going to get him and this, that, and the other thing. She has locked her Twitter account. Is that a basis right there to have this case just thrown out? Uh, not to... Not to have thrown out stronger arguments to ask for a change of uh, change of venue and for a special prosecutor. You think that could happen today? No, but what will happen today is they they'll either read the charges or hand them the copy. They'll enter a plea of of not guilty. They'll release uh, President Trump in his his own recognizance, and then uh, then motion practice will start. You can different motions can happen. You can move for a change of venue. You can move to you can move the presiding judge to uh, to disqualify himself based on bias. I'm not saying it's there, but that's, that's an argument. Do you know this judge, Judge Mershon? Yes, I do. Is he good? Yeah, he's a very very smart. He's a good law person. He reads uh, he reads everything. So, but even you're very smart. You're a good person. You're a good guy. And if you're a Joe Citizen, and he's Joe Citizen Plus, he's a judge, and you're just going about your life. And you listen to the news every now and then, and you keep hearing insurrection, insurrection, and impeachment, and impeachment, and a threat to democracy, a threat to democracy. That can actually impact the judge. That can impact a reasonable person. 
And he may think that it's his obligation to stop Trump. I would hope that anyone who uh, ascends a position of judge, which is an awesome responsibility, tries to treat everybody who comes before him or her fairly and honestly, and is both intellectually honest with a, a moral component to do the right thing. Look at these guys, by the way. They're waiting. You know, Those they, are the court they, officers. They look like the employees of the month. You know what I mean? Like they were they were chosen. You know what I mean? Because these are the yeah. the best court officers, no, maybe. The court officers. My, on my 15 years on the bench, yeah, I have to tell you, some of my favorite people in the courthouse there at 100 Center Street that you're looking at on the TV screen, yeah, were the court officers. They're wonderful people. Hey, by the way, three court officers died on September 11, 2001. They often don't get I counted in. I know that three officers. Uh, and, of course, uh, and there, there are plaques commemorating them at uh, 100 Center Street. Beautiful. And perhaps the most famous court officer of them all, Rusty from the People's Court. Remember that with Judge <laughs> I Wapner? Do. I, he do. Was, they were, I do. I do. Uh, Judge uh, Weinberg, thank you very, very much. Anytime, and, Greg. A pleasure being with you. Uh, so far, no sign of the president. We're waiting for him, and we'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, and everyone's falling for it. It's all legal all the time. This legal analyst, that legal analyst, most of them don't know what they're talking about. Some are very, very good. I love Dershowitz. Wait a second. Is he coming? Is this it? I see a bunch of guys with suits. I see Joe Tacopina. Hold on a second. And Boris Epstein, Epstein, they all came through the door. No Donald Trump. Hmm. No Donald Trump. And then back to the doors closed and the court officers are just standing there. What the hell? Oh, I know. I guess technically the lawyers are not with you when you're getting processed. Is that it? And they're there for the arraignment, but not for the processing. And he's been processed. Ha! All right. Stay with me. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. I just got a glimpse of him. Uh, he walked through a door and made a left and went through another door. We saw him for all of maybe four seconds. And he looked down the hall. He was glowering. I mean, he looked the way he normally looks, but more so. Badass. Badass. And he's uh, surrounded by Secret Service. And um, I think it's pretty awesome. And this shot looks almost iconic. Almost iconic as he's. So right now he's in the courtroom itself. He's in the courtroom. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, they have miscalculated. Oh, they have misjudged. They have misjudged him. They have misjudged us. This, I think that's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. This is a beautiful moment. This is a good versus evil. I wonder what's happening. We won't know what's happening in there for a little while. I just heard from Judge Weinberg that the judge is a good judge. Could that be? Uh, it doesn't really matter what happens in the next couple of moments. The big picture here, the big picture, we know, we know. This is a corrupt system. This is a system that is committed to removing the number one candidate for the presidency right now, taking him out because they know that they are vulnerable, that they can't win with the guy they have, and that Trump will beat him. Trump will beat him, by the way. <laughs> Pretty interesting that they, you know, Fox News just now getting around to replaying it, replaying it. Uh, you know, you instant replay when you watch uh, the football. It's two seconds later. They're playing the replay. It's like eight minutes later for Fox to get its act together. To <laughs> don't say I have a VCR there. Anyway, Trump stepping into court. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this. Trump stepping into court. 
total badass. Total uh, B-A-D-D-A-S-S. So my wife runs my Twitter account. I bet she's going to object to the word badass. Should we let her know that I'm telling it on the that I'm saying it on the radio? It's not my favorite word, but I think it totally applies right now. It just totally applies. Uh, so there, we t- we heard about what an arraignment is, and uh, they're probably going to waive it. Judge Tech Michael Tacapina, I'm sorry, uh, Joe Tacapina has been very cordial when it comes to dealing with uh, the prose- dealing with the judge, not the prosecution, the judge. And I understand that. I think he's been very clever and, quite frankly, very honest. Joe Tacopina, they're like, well, well, you know, uh, Donald Trump is saying mean things about the judge. It's like, okay, well, you know, he's he's entitled to do that. I am I am the lawyer, all right. I am not his social media advisor. I am not running his social media account. Uh, I, I think it's here. Listen to this. This could be happening right now. Joe Tacopina, cut three. Joe Tacopina, cut take three. The indictment. We will dissect it. Um, the team will look at every every um, potential issue that we, we will be able to challenge, and we will challenge. And, of course, I very much anticipate a motion to dismiss coming because there's no law that fits this. Challenge, all right, doesn't sound like it's going to be imminent. It's not going to be happening right then and there as it should be. I think that's a pretty badass picture, though. Uh, this is, again, he's looking down. He looks kind of mad, but he also looks like a fighter, like he's ready to fight. And that's what he's done all of his life. That's what he's done. Why should it change now? Um, and you know what? This is still America. This is still America, ma'am. You're allowed to say things. It's Bar- oh, Bar- we need Barbara. During these difficult times, we need Barbara. Hello, Barbara. How are you? What do you make of all this? Hi, Greg. Yes, I- I'm waiting and watching. And I-, I agree with you that this is good for Trump's campaign. And it's good to wake up a lot of Americans who might have been on the fence before, but now see this absolutely lawless government weaponized against a former president of the United States. So when he says they're not after me, they're after you, this brings that message home better than anything that Trump could have said. Yeah, I know. It's the imagery is so powerful. It's just it's it's I can't I'm just. I'm still soaking it in. Now he's in court right now. He's in court right now. That's going to hap- That's happening right now. We don't have any cameras in there. We did have some still photographers. We'll get some pictures later. Um, but I hope their lawyers are aggressive. I hope they're not just, I mean, I, you gotta be aggressive here. You gotta blow this case out of the water right away, right away. What would you do? Are you a lawyer, Barbara? Okay. I am not a lawyer. I probably should have been a lawyer, but I have to just tell you when you're talking about Trump's appearance and his 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 attitude, um, one of our presidents, I don't remember which one said nothing gives one person so much advantage over another as to remain always cool and unruffled under all circumstances. Now, hold everything. I I love that. Wait a second. So. You know, it's like Obama. Remember how cool and, you know, unruffled and, like, always elegant? Uh, that That's Obama. Never broke a sweat. Now, do me a favor. Could you repeat that? Who said it, first of all? I have to look up who said it. One of our former presidents, Washington, Jefferson, I'm not sure. But the quote is, nothing gives one person so much advantage over another as to remain always cool and unruffled 
under all circumstances. Oh, I'm sorry. I got that one backwards. <laughs> well, because, and I'll tell you why. And I see, so I, 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 both interpretations are right. When Donald Trump was president, sometimes he, had, he got red in the face. Sometimes he yelled at people. Sometimes, you know, leadership isn't always pretty. And sometimes in America, it could all be about optics. And it could all be about what you look like to a fault. However, at the same time, appearances do matter. Leadership. One of the leadership components um, in the military is uh, demeanor. You know, what you look like, what you sound like. Uh, it goes a long way. And he was classic Trump. Determined, uh, not smiling, but he can be happy when he's not smiling. He looked tough. He looked tough. And also very much the superstar. You know, he's surrounded by people, but all eyes are on him. Whether it's uh, you know, it's a combination of things. It's the blonde hair, it's the suit, it's the height, and it's also, of course, he's Trump. He's Trump. All right, Barbara. Final words. Oh, wait a second. I just got another picture of him. He's sitting in the courtroom. He is sitting in the courtroom, and he's sitting a little bit leaning forward, looking to the right, sitting next to Joe Takapina. And this is the first still picture we have. And it looks just like he's down to business. He's not phased. He's not anything. He's just sitting there. And, you know, he always has a tendency to lean forward slightly when sitting. He looks like he's in a waiting room. He, he looks he looks totally, you know, like he's just passing time. He's just sitting there, and he has his tie on. And, by the way, the tie makes him look different because defendants, by the time they make it to the arraignment, guess what they're not wearing? Neckties because they've been processed. They take their ties because a tie can be used as a weapon. You can hang yourself in the jail cell. There's all kinds of things you could do with a tie, apparently. That's the concern. And he's wearing a tie, so he looks different already. He looks different and special and above it all already. I know I'm getting a little bit ridiculous with the detail, but there's something. Like you see, they tried to get him, but they're not getting him. It doesn't work. They thought that this would be the image that would break Trump. Oh, there he is under arrest. He looks every bit the president, if not more so right now, sitting there being arraigned on criminal charges, phony criminal charges, but criminal charges nonetheless. Barbara, that's what I got. Well, he has the ability of a master communicator, Greg. Sometimes he gets irate, and but appropriately so. But when he's in a moment like this, he has nerves of steel, and that comes across. He is intense. He is no man's fool. He's not afraid. He never flails. He is always in control. And and you're right about him being charged with this 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 criminal charge. And one of our one of our Supreme Court justices said about government that for the government in the administration of the criminal law. To say that the end justifies the means to declare that the government may commit crimes in order to secure the conviction of a private criminal would bring terrible retributions. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, and that's what our government is doing. Well, they they, everything. They have miscalculated because the people are awake and alert, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, they're not afraid. Barbara, I know you're not afraid. Uh, and, and the moment I do get scared, I just hunker down and just plow ahead. Uh, fear can be your friend. Embrace the fear. 
We're not talking about breaking the law. We don't want to hurt anybody, but we want to be able to speak, and we will speak, and we will support, and we will, uh, we will, will be citizens. They don't want us to be full-fledged citizens anymore. They don't want us practicing our religion. They don't want us uh, bringing up our children with traditional values. It's amazing. It's heartbreaking. But you know what? They are messing with the wrong country, America. Barbara, thank you, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. Remember, Joe Biden uh, took three million dollars from China and spread it among his uncle, his uh, his his daughter-in-law and his son. All right. (laughs) That happened. That happened. Joe Biden also pledged with all of his heart and soul a solemn promise before God to unify this country and to always level with us. That happened. He has failed morally and legally. And we're not going to forget that. And I'm going to be banging the drum on that like crazy because this other stuff is silly and it's, 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 it's no substance. And they want us to be horrified, but the opposite is happening. The opposite is happening. When I see him sitting at the defense table, you know what he looks like? A president of the United States in waiting. That's what he looks like to me. So uh, I think they miscalculated very, very badly. <laughs> I'm starting to enjoy it all. I'm starting to enjoy it all. And just remember this about how bad and how evil the other side is. They want to get at our children. Just watch Joe Biden himself. He cannot resist. He touches children. He touches old ladies. He touches, sniffs, gets in their space. And, and quite frankly, he seems to get some sort of perverse thrill out of this transgender stuff with kids. I mean, I'm sorry. And the person who's willing to stand up against it is Donald Trump. Corporate America has already gave, g- given in. You see Budweiser, the new partnership with, uh, what the hell is that, uh, Dylan Mohoney, that nut job creep running up and down the like a – Dylan Mulvaney is uh, his name, and she is disgusting. It's disgusting because she's focused on kids. I have transgender people I consider friends. I consider Christine a friend. I consider RuPaul a friend, even though we haven't talked in many years. Caitlyn Jenner, I can't say we're friends, but I like Caitlyn. All of these people decided to become uh, undergo that gender conversion as adults. That's all. That's all. And keep the drag queens away from the kids. Why the hell do you want to get in there and read? And Joe Biden, how can you defend that? What kind of what what do they have on you where you would sign up for that stuff and say that our objection to it is sick? He says we're sick. Joe, that's rich. Huh? Imagine that. Oh, one other thing. At the Country Music Awards, we didn't get to this yesterday. The Country Music Awards were on Sunday. You know, a week ago yesterday, those kids were killed at that school in Nashville. Never hear about it anymore, right? It's like it never happened. Why is that? Well, because the narrative became uncomfortable. Because a transgender mentally ill person committed the shooting. So the left is focusing solely on the gun aspect of this you know more gun control that's going to solve all our problems you know who kelsey ballerina is neither do i but she's big in the country world although the country world country music seems to have lost its mind as well 
Now listen to this. This is an impassioned speech she gives. And I may disagree with her conclusion, but you know what? I, I, this is, this is, this seems to be genuine. Cut 30, please. Cut 30. Tonight's broadcast is dedicated to the ever growing list of families, friends, survivors, witnesses, and responders whose lives continue to forever be changed by gun violence. Okay. And she calls for more gun control. But you know what? I, uh, we have a difference of opinion on gun control. That's, uh, that's fine. You can disagree about that stuff. She's very emotional, appropriately so. This is some sort of country singer, by the way. I've never heard of her. Like, I haven't heard of 90% of the celebrities anymore. It just The celebrities got uh, a lot smaller, didn't they? And then 10 minutes later in the show, she's singing a song. This is the Country Music Awards. When I think country music, I think hee-haw. Remember that show? All right, that's what I think. So she dances around, I'm not kidding, with drag queens in the country music space. Cut 31. All right, that sounds country, but what the hell are the drag queens doing jumping up and down? What is it? You guys are not talented, oh, by the way. Drag queens are not talented. You stink. You're not good dancers. You throw on a grotesque wig, uh, the fake uh, rack, and what? That's not talent. That's a... That's just a costume. That's just, a, that's nothing. You're putting on something. And then you, you kind of convert in the most disgusting, weird ways. Or just lame ways. Or just overall lame. Anyway, you all stink. And, uh, not all. <laughs> not, not, not. The ones who are trying to make a spectacle for the point of the spectacle and to get closer to children. Uh, you stink. You stink. And I stick by that. Sandra, hello. Hi, Greg. You wouldn't like Madonna right now because she, uh, as you know, is a long-time social activist. Yeah, I haven't and, liked uh, Madonna since 1983. A lucky star. I like that Madonna. But let's not talk about Madonna. What else? Well, what I wanted to say is that um, a, a president that I know you like, Herbert Hoover, he made a, a speech about the uncommon man you know, celebrating the importance of human achievement and excellence. So Donald Trump is that uncommon man. But the beauty about Donald Trump, you know, he had all those achievements, building and president and all the wonderful things that he's done in his life. But the beauty about Trump is he cares about the hardworking common people. He reaches out into the hearts of millions of people. And Donald Trump is truly a man of the people. And that's what I was going to say today. May Trump prevail. I pray for him. I, I have anxiety today, and I know it's because of what's going on, and it's, like, uncomfortable. Well, I understand. I understand. Uh, man of the people, because he is a man of the people. The guy grew up, uh, you know, at construction sites. you gotta, you gotta, you got to break a sweat to build a building. you got to get in people's faces, and, you know, you can't do that uh, uh, as an elegant person. Just concerned with status and uh, and optics, you know, and how things look. Anyway, Sandra, I'm with you on that totally. Uh, I got a little bit more time. Jeff in Forest Hills, yeah. Yeah, Greg, I'm just saying everyone talks about George Soros. I don't know really too much about anybody, but I, from what I know, he's a Hungarian descent. 
He ran from Hitler with his family. They assumed a Christian name for a while, but he's brilliant. I mean, he knows he's very well educated. He went to a school in London. He's a philanthropist, but he's great in finance. He's great with hedge funds and investing. But so he's like a Dr. Evil, but he has children though. Like, so he's got a pulse. I mean, he's got family. So he's got to have some kind of heartbeat, but he's with this liberal. I don't know. I don't know why he wants to fund. I, I don't get why someone would want to destroy something so beautiful like America. I, I don't get it. He's running with the wrong crowd. Yeah, look, that, I never met the guy. News. I know people who know him, and maybe it's some sort of like a, a – somebody said it's a reaction to the authoritarianism he grew up with, and he views all government with suspicion. I've heard that theory. I've heard a lot of different theories. It doesn't matter really what's going on in his head. Uh, he's spreading around this money to these radical groups that want to destroy America. And uh, he found a real major gap, a major kind of uh, vulnerable spot with these local DAs. You can create a lot of havoc with not a lot of money and get people like Alvin Bragg and uh, Christine Fox in Chicago and these idiots elected who don't believe in prison, who don't support the police, who believe that criminality is kind of a Western fixation and it's artificial. It's really insane. Who knows where, what the hell, uh, what's motivating Soros? I don't think we'll ever know, but the, the damage is real. The damage is real. Now, some people, some, sometimes I hear, why can't, you know, why, why don't we stop? How does he get away with it? How does Stuart Soros get away with that stuff? Well, it is a free country, and if you want to write a check, and if you want to be a radical, if you want to support radical ideas, you are allowed to do that. We don't like them. We think our ideas are better. But you are allowed to set up a website, and you're allowed to you're allowed to advocate for that crap. I'm allowed to call it crap, but you are allowed to do that. Uh, all right. Oh, the Newsmax show. Are you watching my Newsmax show? It's pretty special. Now, I understand it's on at 10 o'clock, and a lot of folks like to go to bed earlier than 10 o'clock. Um, but that's kind of lame. You ought to stay up. You ought to stay up and watch it. 10 o'clock tonight, Newsmax. Um I'll have full coverage of this of what happened today and the speech tonight. The speech I think is going to be special. Watch for where it is, okay? Just whether it's just keep in mind, I'm going to just there's something special about the setting, all right? And I'll come back to that tomorrow. You'll know what I mean tonight and I'll see you tonight.